0: Welcome to the train right podcast presented by CTS, a podcast about furthering human performance in endurance sports. I'm your host, Hillary Allen, former pro cyclist, Olympian coach and visionary entrepreneur, Chris Carmichael founded CTS 20 years ago as the first world-class online coaching solution built to deliver results to pro and amateur endurance athletes. Chris and his team of 50 plus certified coaches are completely driven by innovation and catalyzing new levels of success for the thousands of athletes that they coach daily. Whether you're a pro or a dedicated time crunched amateur, you're about to learn exactly what's working best today and what's not to get faster, stronger, and achieve your goals from the most experienced team of coaches working in endurance today.
1: this episode of the train right podcast is brought to you by viome viome helps you take control of your health so you can improve your energy inflammation and immune system health viome's award-winning at-home test measure your cellular mitochondrial and microbiome health giving you powerful insights with over 30 health scores then they help nourish you by providing precise whole food and supplement recommendations Based on your unique biology at a molecular level. And finally, watch your health scores improve over time by subscribing to your precision supplements, following your food recommendations, and retesting. Viome has partnered with the Mayo Clinic, United Health Group, GSK, and others, and is used by Olympic gold medalists and elite professional athletes. Go to viome.com and learn how you can get your unique insights for better health and wellness. Use the promo code TrainRight, all caps, at checkout to save $10 on your first purchase.
0: John Levitt is a runner from Boston, Massachusetts. He's the sales manager and endurance team manager at Inside Tracker, a Cambridge, Massachusetts based health tech company that provides personalized guidance on nutrition and performance based on your blood, DNA, and soon wearable device data, while also taking into account your habits, and goals. Jonathan graduated from UMass Amherst Iceberg School of Business with a double major in sports management and marketing, and co-founded and ran an intramural base league while at UMass. (laughs) I'll have to ask him about that later. He started running in 2013 after the Boston Marathon bombing, and since then has run six marathons, a 50K, and a 40-mile day in the Grand Canyon, rim to rim to rim. Maybe you guys have heard about that one. When he's not running or helping others with their performance, he has his own podcast called For the Long Run, which is an exploration of what keeps elite runners running long, strong, and motivated. So welcome to the Train Right Podcast.
2: Thank you. Thanks for having me on.
0: <laughs> yeah. So we're talking, I mean, I know there's a, there's a time difference. I'm in France at the moment and you're in Boston? Yes. Yeah. How is it actually, um, you know, well, now that it's kind of the Boston Marathon has been uh, postponed? Yeah. Delayed? Is it? Are people people, uh, upset? Is it? Affecting I think the, the run community there
2: <laughs> I think I think it's been sort of an up and a down um, there was so much uncertainty before it was postponed and people were about to get into their peak training so I think the timing of the announcement was was good I mean what's today the 20 the 24th 25th so like this would have been 25th. the the peak week yeah. uh, I think and so it's good that you know people didn't have the the big ramp- up yeah um, and then find out. And so I think that, um, I have a lot of friends that are running this year, um, living uh-huh. here in Boston. And I think a lot of people are just excited to like back off and, and train and put in a lot of miles, uh, between, <laughs> between now and then. Um, so I don't know. I think, I think we'll see, uh, we'll see some really fit people come, come, uh, whatever made up You know, holiday it is on that Monday uh, that the town of the city of Boston (laughs) decides. You know, the 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 second Monday of September is uh, is is now a holiday.
0: Yeah, I know. I mean, and I've I've visited Boston only one time actually. I'm not much of a city person, but I really, really loved it there. Um, You've got an incredible um, run community. I mean, not only, I know you run, you know, road marathons and also trails. Um, you like, there's still, I forget the name of the, um, the trail system that's right there, um, in Boston outside the city.
2: So the Middlesex fells are like a couple miles north of Boston. Um, and it's a, it's a good trail system. Um, I did my training for my first 50 K there, it got a nice. little repetitive because uh, you know it's a, like a six and a half mile loop at most. Um, mm-hmm. So you know I spent four hours there one day and ran you know a whole <laughs> whole bunch of those loops, um, and it's relatively flat as well. So yeah. it's uh, you're running around a reservoir basically, um, yeah, with some, with some punchy hills. But um, it's twenty minutes from where I live, and uh, it's you know it's not it's not the road so. Um, It does the job
0: yeah i remember running there actually it was with um i was with the november project it's like a you Mm -hmm. know like an outdoor workout group and man like some of those those trails that i love the 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 fells because you know you can you can like you can actually like there's there are some really punchy hills and it can be pretty technical and you're like right in a big city it's like it's like one of my favorite my favorite things um so i've done a, a short intro for you for the listeners um so they kind of have a little bit of an idea of what we're going to be talking about, but um, I. So you work for Inside Tracker, and I was wondering if you could do kind of like a short introduction of what um, what is Inside Tracker and what is it exactly you do.
2: So Inside Tracker is a platform that provides personalized guidance on nutrition, supplementation, and performance. And so it was born out of the idea that that personalizing your intake can Improve longevity, improve performance, improve sleep, improve energy, just based on getting your body what it needs. So, company's <laughs> been around for ten years. The first eight years were focused on using blood data to uh, to drive this guidance. Now we've incorporated genetic information. So we're looking at um, we're looking at uh, genetic traits that are linked to health <laughs> and performance. And then in the coming weeks, we'll be actually we'll actually be adding uh wearable device data so we're looking at sleep and resting heart rate and activity so we get this full picture of who you are as an individual and okay. what and the impact that the decisions you make on a daily basis are having from the inside out and it's good to just you know collect all this data but it's another thing to actually tell you what to do and and prescribe action based on, you know, these dozens of, of variables that are so different for each person. So essentially the output is, you know, do this, you know, eat this food X number of times a week, take the supplement in this specific dosage, uh, modify training in this way, you know, you're doing too much, you're not doing enough, do yoga, do strength training, you know, things like that. Um, with the idea of helping people cut through the clutter of all the noise out there um, when it comes to diet and supplementation guidance that we can find on the internet.
0: Yeah, I mean, I actually, so it's, it's kind of controversial about, um, you know, always talking to someone about um, nutrition because it's almost like, dare I say, religion. It's like <laughs> people get pretty Worked up about it, um, yeah. and it can be very polarizing, you know, what people's beliefs are. And so, I'm always been like a very scientific uh, person, and I always I appreciate the scientific approach that Inside Tracker takes to kind of like take the hard data and then you know make recommendations from there. And you know, from from my limited experience, but also just like my understanding of it, is that it's not just like you know, you give several options of okay, what works for you in your you know, if you need more iron, you can eat A through B, you know, A through D or something like this, and like you know, it gives you it gives you options to to kind of optimize your. Your nutrition, but not just like a set, like you must just only eat this all the time.
2: (laughs) Totally. Yeah, we don't follow any prescriptive diet. So we're not gonna tell you to go vegan or paleo or cut out this or cut out that, but it's more Mm -hmm. about um the specific things that will help. So let's Mm. say you're an athlete with uh low iron and high cholesterol, you know, we would we would know how many times a week you're eating meat. So we might not recommend that you eat more red meat. We might say, you know, you should have shellfish. Or sure. um, you should take an iron supplement, whereas some athletes may get a recommendation to eat less meat. And so it's it's totally individualized uh, based on mm-hmm. the food preferences and and what works for you versus you know oh you should be paleo or you know this mm-hmm. and that.
0: And so if athletes that have certain dietary restrictions, they can you can still accommodate accommodate that through for inside sure. Tracker as well.
2: Mm-hmm. For sure.
0: Yeah, and I think that that's also that's really important because you you know if someone has it for certain ethical beliefs like um, they follow a certain practice, um, yeah, you know you want to be able to to follow that the best you can. Like I think my my father is actually a a food science human nutritionist, not like a dietary nutritionist, but um, a research scientist, and so we've always had these discussions, and uh, he he kept on driving the point home to me. He's like Hillary. The one thing that all scientists like know and believe and agree on is that there's no one size fits all, especially for human <laughs> yes. beings. And I'm like, okay, yeah, Dad, that, that makes sense. Um,
2: our answer but, all uh, the time, our answer all the time is it depends. Like you can't <laughs> you can't ask a question and have a if you get a if you get a straight answer, um, keep asking questions because it's probably not it's probably not personalized enough.
0: Oh my gosh, that's ho- that's hilarious <laughs> because like as as a person who loves like right and wrong and like right. this is the answer this is not. The it depends infuriates me, but it's also <laughs> most, it's like it's the most accurate. So. Right. <laughs> um but I'm I'm curious how where did this idea um of Inside Tracker come from? And were you involved at the the precipice of of the company or did you kind of get involved later?
2: So our founder uh, had a death in the family when he was very young. Um, And so he was, I think he was nine at the time and little nine-year-old Gil said, I want to live forever. Um, (laughs) So he devoted his life to anti-aging and aging related research. And um, he, he was studying in some of the top uh, anti-aging labs in, in, in the world actually. And he got to this pivot point and he said, you know, Hey, I can, I can continue, um, I can continue my research in a lab and I can publish some papers that, you know, a couple dozen scientists will see. Uh, And that's great. You know, if that's your, if that's your choice, you know, that's, Mm. that's necessary as well. Um, (laughs) And it was like, or I can start a company and impact millions and millions and potentially billions of people uh, and change their lives. And Hmm. um, I'm glad that he picked option number two. Um, (laughs) And that was, so that was 10 years ago. Um, and so I joined five years ago, uh, five and a half years ago now. And when I, when I joined, I asked him, I said, what's the goal of this company? What's your mission? And he said, I want to help every human on this planet improve their life through this personalized approach. And I said, okay. And this was 2014. I said, okay, that's a great goal. (laughs) Um, kind of lofty, but I I can dig it. Um, talk about big, scary goals. And as time has gone on, It's it's actually becoming like not that outlandish to say that we could one day have the potential to impact every person on the planet. Um, And Mm -hmm. it's not it's maybe not in the way that he he dreamed up initially. But, um, you know, you look at improving the food chain or um, different pieces of of the puzzle where you're making buying decisions when it comes to food and let's say you're making a better decision because of some of our research, whether you're a customer or not, we could, we could help you have an impact on um, either eater eating better quality food or eating food. That's more likely to have uh, an impact for you, or you go through the testing and find out this is exactly what I need. And this is how I need to improve. So, um, long answer to the first part of the question. Uh, the second <laughs> part of the question of how did I get my hands, uh, involved? Um, mm-hmm. I was at an event that they were sponsoring, uh, called executive athletes. And, um, as the name indicates, it was intended for executive athletes. So, uh, or athletes that were executives. So I was the youngest person in the room by maybe 15 years. Um, my dad invited me to this event and, hmm. um, so after Insight Tracker did their presentation, I went up to say thanks. That was great. Uh and the CEO and and founder, who's the chief science officer, started like peppering me with questions about like, what was I doing here? And what was what, what was I doing for work and this and that. And we kept going and going and going. And um I was like, why do they care so much? Like I'm the least I, I thought I was like, I'm the least interesting person in the room. Everybody else, you know, Everybody else is far along in their career and whatnot, and I guess it, you know, it pays to be different. Um, and so I was telling them what I was doing for work, and the CEO was like, "Cool, why don't we hire you?" Uh, huh. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, uh, well, I like my job, but I'm open to a conversation." Um, and you know, two weeks later, I had I had signed with Insight Tracker, which was um, which was awesome. We were very small at the time. Uh, probably eight or nine employees, and we're at about seventy-five now, which is wild to see the growth. And so, as time has gone on, my my role has evolved from doing everything on the business side, um, mm-hmm. including customer service and and sales and marketing and blogs and Twitter and social media, um, to focusing very heavily on. Um, working with new customers and working within the endurance community so my two official titles are sales manager and endurance team manager so i have the pleasure of working with we have about uh, a dozen um a dozen athletes that uh we consider a part of uh the inside tracker team and um and I get to hang out with them and, and, yeah. you know, <laughs> speak with them regularly and, you know, see them when I travel and all that good stuff. So it's, it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. Yeah.
0: And so, I mean, I know you mentioned like the initial lofty goals of the founder was, you know, to touch the lives of pretty much everyone, not just, not just athletes. Right. And maybe it's just because of my, my focus in the ultra running community, but it seems like that's, you know, your involvement in the, at least specifically in the ultra endurance world, like, a lot of athletes that I see, at least in the U S are, are teamed up with you guys. Um, and is that, so are you primarily focused on, on athletes or like the, um, the ultra running world endurance role in general, or.
2: So it's been an interesting, um, it's been an interesting few years because when I joined, I said, okay, it's a great mission to try and, you know, conquer the world, Um, but Rome wasn't built in a day and you can't, you can't go get everyone right away and help everyone right away. So I, Uh so I said, as a runner, I know what it's like to bonk. I know what it's like to be injured. And I know that these are, these are, and I know what it's like to want to get better. And Uh so if you think about it, if you have a data driven approach to improving your health, it's very similar to a data driven approach to improving Endurance performance. So, you run, you do workouts, you assess uh, data and metrics, you make changes, and you improve. So, what I said was, um, runners need this, runners want this, and runners will pay for this. So, as a very young company, we we needed we needed the people that needed us, um, and. And I said from the beginning, runners need us and runners will use us. Um, and so that was all I knew, the endurance community. And so I had you know, plenty of contacts in the endurance community, um, as well as the professional athletics world. And so that's sort of where I turned first when I was tasked with growing this thing. Um, and yeah. so as time as time went on um i got connected to a handful of pro athletes and it worked for them and they continued spreading the word within primarily the trail and ultra world um because it was something that was that was working and i think that the trail and ultra world is really unique in that um if you have something that's helpful you're going to tell your friends um I'm sure there are triathletes that are listening to this podcast and um I I think that the dynamic of a triathlete versus a runner versus a, a, you know a, a team sport athlete I think they're very different people. Um yeah. we haven't we haven't had a ton of success in triathlon but we've had tons of success in trail and ultra and road marathoning and road racing as well. And and so I think it's like it's it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Like if you have something that works and you have people that like to talk and, and share what's working for them, it's an, it's a no brainer that it, it's going to spread. And, um, the goal is to help with health, but people are using it for performance. And by the way, you're improving your health at the same time. So it's yeah. like you're doing these things that help facilitate someone's career or, their hobby or whatever. And if it works for them, it's, you know, it'd be silly to keep it to yourself.
0: I know. I love that. You're right. (laughs) Ultra runners like to talk. Yes, we do. (laughs) But I think it's also just in the community. Like, it's like great. Like, if it's positive results, it kind of spreads like a wildfire. And I also think just with endurance, it's like, you know, in these long races, like nutrition can make or break your race. For sure. Um, Whereas like in shorter distances, obviously it's like, maybe it's not the nutrition of your, actual race like a two-hour marathon you know you can you can get by without you know even ingesting a gel if you you know it's based more on fitness and it's based more right. on kind of like your day-to-day nutrition versus ultra running and and like more endurance sports triathlons even those triathlots triathlons like how about you give this a try um but
1: it's
0: <laughs> it's more so it is your day-to-day nutrition but it's also you know what you're ingesting on race day and um so I wanted to. I'll come back to this. I wanted to ask you, like, kind of walk me through, uh, you know, the, this these kind of startup and these like test kits that you have for inside tracker. But mm-hmm. for that, I wanted to um, to talk to you about because I am I am such a science nerd and I'm I I love that you have like you said seventy five people and a lot of those are, are researchers and I'm I'm wondering if you could tell me about any. Um, kind of the, so all the data that you receive, um, from people, do they sign a consent? Like, are you using this in active ongoing studies? And, um, if not, can you just give me a little like a summary of any kind of research studies that you are working on at the moment?
2: Yes. So, um, the company makes all decisions based on data, um, Hmm. everything. So when you sign up, you fill out a whole bunch of questions and everything that is asked is used somewhere in the platform. And, so what we're doing is we're collecting all this information about people. So we know their demographics, we know the, their food preferences, and then we know their blood work. And now we're starting to know their genetic information and potentially sleep information. And you, yes, you sign a research consent. You can opt into this um, with both the blood and the the genetic information. Um, so it's not the default uh, for hmm. the genetic information. Um and so what we're doing is we're looking at the data in an anonymized and, and uh, de-identified manner so we can look at, you know, what do, what do female Asians that are 40 to 49 look like? Or what do white males that are 20 to 29 look like? Um, or, you know, what, what's the impact of eating oatmeal uh, daily on men, or you know, what are the best interventions across the board or what works or so all these different little um, uh inquiries or curies that um that we have that we're curious about or like how do elite runners compare to amateur runners from from mm-hmm. the inside out so looking at training volume compared you know 10 plus hours a week and less than 10 hours a week for runners or triathletes that are training 15 hours a week for triathletes that are training less than 15 hours a week. What are the differences okay. there? We published a paper in uh, Nature in 2017 that looked at the impact of uh, algorithm-based personalized nutrition guidance. It's basically, answering the question, does it work? <laughs> and <laughs> so uh, <laughs> we feel that we have the largest database of healthy people that exists in the world. So we wanted to do some Digging in that, and so we published this paper that, that basically looked at did it work? Answer is yes, um, and more importantly, what what actually happened, and what are correlations that that can be um, assumed based on some of these uh, relationships? So we it's way over my head, but we published this table <laughs> that um, that looks at correlations between certain biomarkers. So from a statistical significance as say, ALT, a liver enzyme goes up, what's mm-hmm. what's expected to go down? Um, what's interesting with this is nobody has this data and nobody has such a thorough and complete blood panel on... Um, I mean, we, we process millions of data points, on, tens of millions of data points on a yearly basis. And so nobody has that. Um, re, you know, we base... We base initially we based our um, data set on a database called N which is a, um, it's a database of about a quarter million people. Uh, it's not as they didn't all go through a you know thorough blood panel, but they, they did some testing um, looking at that. And so, so we match we match the data that already exists with how it's working within our own platform. And then using data science to actually create new science um, to better, to give better recommendations. And so, um, yeah, so you mentioned we're at 75 now. Um, we have a data science team uh, and their their whole job is to, um, is to look at this and, and either do modeling or, you know, I couldn't begin to tell you what <laughs> what they do on a daily basis. So I'm not even going to try and pretend. But um, one of the things that we, one of the, the initiatives we did recently was with um, the Olympic trials, and hmm. so we had about 30 athletes uh, who were competing in the Olympic trials do a blood and DNA test, and hmm. the idea there is to look at the best uh, long distance athletes, the best marathoners in the country. And mm-hmm. what, what's the makeup of America's best? Um, hmm. Is there anything we can learn from that? I don't know. Maybe the answer is no, but, um, yeah. but that's, you know, that's the the job of the researcher to, to figure out. Um, we've done some, some other projects uh, with, um, with other partners looking at the data um, so we work with Goo Energy Labs, and their mm-hmm. team has been using Inside Tracker for four years now, and they actually created new products because of uh, what they were learning from uh, from having their athletes go through the program. So they came out mm-hmm. with a couple of supplements based on um, uh, nutrient deficiencies, so magnesium, mm-hmm. vitamin D, and probiotics all were created because those were some of the most common deficiencies or supplement needs that um, that, their, that their pro athletes were having and mm-hmm. then we looked within our data and uh, looked at some of the most common supplement recommendations and i mean it's it's not a surprise that more people need vitamin d and magnesium yeah. and probiotics and so it's really cool to see innovation happen and and product development happen using using the science that that we're a part of
0: Yeah. And I mean, it's so funny because it's like, I think, okay, well, you know, we're alive. Like, you know, I ate something today. I, I, you know, like I will eat again. Like I've ate things (laughs) like my my whole life. I'm 31, like I'm surviving, but like, you know, sometimes it's, it's, it's interesting to think about it when, when you're like, well, we're doing just fine. Like, how can you optimize, how can you optimize your nutrition, um, you know, to live longer, live better, all of these things. And, um, I think the difference is, and the, the really cool thing about the com- a company like Inside Tracker is that, well, we haven't really. It's actually really hard to gather data on human beings, um, because we're all basically. I mean, I'm I'm a scientist, so like I I've read a bunch of um, the blogs in Inside Tracker, and I encourage the listeners to go check tre- check it out, especially if you're confused on okay, well, how in the world can my can my DNA, like, tell me anything about my diet? Well, there's several blogs on the website that can, you know, tell, tell you about that. But, um, no, but it's basically, I just, I'm, I'm constantly in awe of, like, the lack of, of scientific data on, on the human population. Because we're all ends of ones. We're all unique. And so you need to kind of have this broader scope, um, and get a whole bunch of data from a whole bunch of different people, um, to kind of draw these correlations or conclusions. Um, well, yeah, that's, that's,
2: that's the whole point. It's, that's exactly, that's exactly what we seek to do, right? Our whole platform is based on human studies and looking at a specific Mm -hmm. intervention and, um, seeing if it had a statistical significance. So. Okay, we're going to tell you to eat oatmeal daily because that will help your glucose and your cholesterol and et cetera, et cetera. Uh, And you don't eat oatmeal and you might need more carbs. So you do that. (laughs) Maybe it'll work. It probably will work. But the only way to know is if you do these N of one experiments. And so I I think you hit the nail on the head. It's like we have all this information, but we're all Mm -hmm. so unique. And so my favorite example is keely henninger um yeah so we started working with keely i think in 2015 she just like found the website and and bought as a regular customer um and it was fascinating we we kept so she had low iron and there are plenty of blogs on this so like we can talk about her her work because she's talked about it openly um (laughs) so (laughs) hipaa disclaimer um so 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 she kept getting a recommendation of eat more meat and she was vegetarian and so she kept playing around with iron supplementation and it wasn't working and Mm -hmm. it wasn't working and she tested three or four times and and you would expect if you take a supplement for six months or eight months it'll work eventually well it wasn't um and she ate a burger and ate some meat and her i and her iron jumped up for the first time, I don't know in a long time, and she she wrote a blog and she's like, I ate a burger and I won some races. <laughs> and it's just like it's just so simple. It's my favorite because it it highlights how personalized it is. Where where supplementation is the magic bullet for some people, and for others, you need to eat meat. And um, it's just so it's so different. And and had she continued just taking a supplement she'd be wasting money she potentially would be you know getting into iron toxicity and overload if she kept trying to take more and more and more Mm -hmm. Um, but instead she was able to tinker with these variables and get uh, an objective answer is it working no okay i should do something different and play with another variable um and so yeah i think that that's a exactly what you said it's it's all about n of one and and figuring out who you are and what, what works for you.
0: And the more end of ones that you have, the more you can kind of like compare and be like, okay, if this sure. worked for someone who's, who's, who's similar in these kind of, in these aspects, but different here, you can kind of like, you can pull data from other places. And that's something, that's something I'm, I I love. And I'm just, um, even if you don't, even if listeners don't believe in this stuff and they think they have the perfect diet, that's okay. Like just, join it, join inside tracker and start contributing to science. Like that's what I think. It's, it's like a, a call to action guys. Like, come on. I love that. Please. Like, even if you already think you're perfect, like, cool. You're going to help us all out with your perfect data, please. <laughs> I love it. Um, But, I, but I also think that everyone has something to learn. And so I had another question about, um, specifically women. So I think it's actually a common problem that, that women have. And I mean, I actually know another friend who um, was able to kind of figure out her, um, her low iron, um, you know, with supplementation and, and all that kind of stuff without, you know, cause she was also maybe a vegetarian, but um, do you have, um, cause I know that there's a lot of actually data lacking specifically for, you know, physio- physiology, physiology studies, um, yeah. for women, um, do you have specific studies going on or certain, um, you know, data, data, like, I don't know, data, like not data mines but data reserves, um, for. Yeah, women? So,
2: so a couple of years ago we spent, we had a team of like three or four researchers spend like six months trying to. Trying to determine if we could um, be useful in this mm-hmm. um, in this quest, I guess you could say. Um, yeah. And <laughs> the the problem is that there is not enough research, and there yeah. it's it's most studies are done on healthy men and healthy white men yep. and he- young healthy white men um, mm-hmm. because they're the easiest to incentivize. They're in college <laughs> and <laughs> stuff like that. Um, the issue with uh, or the the difficulty with all these women, these studies on women is um, the timing. And you need like very, very specific timing of the testing. So we spent mm-hmm. um, you know like two person years researching this and and we were not comfortable putting out a product that we could stand behind. Um, and so instead of putting out something that might be useful and might also be wrong, uh, we chose not to do it um, despite it being something that is very necessary um, And yeah. so we stick to biomarkers that that don't fluctuate throughout the month for women um, and mm-hmm. give guidance related to female hormones. So DHAS is a is a hormone that we do monitor in women. Uh, it's related mm-hmm. to, uh, improving it can be related to fertility or uh, energy and recovery. Um, it's often low in the presence of amenorrhea or um, mm-hmm. under fueling, and uh, it's not. That's not always the reason, but it can. It can be. Um, so we we sort of dabble in that area, but we don't feel that we're able to um, do it the right way. So we choose not to do it. Um, and it's a problem, um, because it's definitely an underserved and, um, and, uh, necessary goal, uh, to, to understand these variables. Um, but it's, it's hard to do without these studies that, um, haven't been done.
0: Yeah. So again, let's participate in science. Maybe we can like gather all the female yeah, ultra yeah. runners and like, you yeah. know, that do this and then come up with a cool little a cool so little we've, uh, study. <laughs> we've
2: done, we've participated in some research studies and I'm hoping that this will, this can and will lead to more. So we've been part of, part of Western States uh, mm-hmm. research panel for a couple of years now, uh, facilitating the blood draw component looking at um, a couple of biomarkers linked to bone density, injury prevalence, and uh, genetic uh, markers. So it's led by uh, an amazing group of researchers out of Stanford, um, pioneered by Tracy Hogue, Emily Krauss, and Megan Roche. And Megan Hmm. consults for uh, or works for a genetics company uh, called AxGen. And so they provided the genetic testing, we provided the blood testing, and then there was uh, bone density testing. So we had, I think, 51 athletes test the day before Western States, um, and the the re- results are just starting to be published there. So it's looking at the difference between men and women, it's looking at injury potential um, and finishing times. And mm-hmm. it was fascinating. So I'm hoping that... Um, I'm hoping that we can help facilitate studies like that. Um, we have, so Emily in particular has, has has a ton of ideas with how she, as a as a physician and researcher, can you know push things forward. Um, and then I have a friend here in Boston who is a um, uh, nutrition science professor and uh, long distance cyclist and spin instructor. Um, Dr. Rachel Pajetnik here in Boston, who also is fascinated by um, using using this type of data for research and creating science instead of just using science. And she's pretty interested in um, women in particular, but also one of her one of her passion projects is uh, CBD and Mm and and creating uh, studies looking at CBD and the effectiveness uh from an objective standpoint because it's you know everywhere these days. Um so between between all of that um we have some uh some studies or potential studies either ongoing. Um we hope to be a part of it this year with Western States. It's currently on uh <laughs> we'll see about yeah, that. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, um if not next year for sure. Um and that's just the beginning. Um yeah. and it's it's cool to be able to facilitate this and and have our data science team um, and our science team involved in sort of curating the, the new research that could be possible.
0: Yeah. Oh man, this makes me so excited. Um <laughs> I'm like jotting <laughs> do down all these science. ideas. <laughs> exactly. Let's do it for science. So that is that is basically the overall summary of this episode. Let's all do this for science. <laughs> um but the last thing I want to ask you is um you know, if someone is is, you know, listens and they're interested in this, like what are the next steps for them um for them to get involved? Um you know, you can visit your your website, um the website for insight, it's just inside tracker.com. Yep. And yeah, then what are, what are the next steps that, that someone can do to kind of, to start the ball rolling?
2: So the next steps, uh, great question. Um, so in normal circumstances, we use quest diagnostics for the blood testing. So you order from our site, you tell us, um, some information about you, and then we send you a lab slip, you print that out and bring it to quest. Um, we also have, um, we also have home, testing options available. You can either have a phlebotomist come right to you, or we actually have something called a home kit where you prick your finger and send it back to us in the mail. Um, That's available as well. And then if you have existing blood data, um, you can use our DIY plan to get analytics on data that, you know, you may have done a test through your doctor. You can upload that, not do a new blood draw and get the same um, analysis as if you had done it through us on the values that had been tested already we can't extrapolate you know your testosterone levels from uh, a test that was just done with lipids and glucose for example Um, Hmm. so you can you can do it in a lab you can do it in the comfort of your own home um, and then everything is delivered through the website um, and then the dna kit is available online we mail you a kit you swab your cheek you send it back to us uh, and then you get a report Looking at uh, looking at that,
0: that's awesome. I really like all that. I'm, I'm just thinking, I'm like, hmm, I'm here in Europe. What can I do? Just kidding. <laughs> I'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna be back in the states soon, so hopefully that'll be good. But awesome. yeah, I mean, I yeah, I uh, I'm just I'm I can't wait to get involved in an in inside tracker and maybe just you know learn more about my nutrition as a whole, but also like I said, contribute to science on the greater level. So
2: for sure, cool, Hillary. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me on today. This was uh, this was fun.
0: Yeah, this is great. Thanks so much for for calling me and the morning from Boston. And I hope you have a good day. (laughs) You too. Thanks for joining us this week on the Train Right Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure to visit our website at trainright.com slash podcast. You can find social links and more information from our guests. And you can also subscribe to the podcast so you never miss a show. You can leave us a rating on iTunes there too. Hope you guys tune in next week.